Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Podcast that's covering the no longer for now last place Yankees. We are Ooh. half a game, I think, in front of Boston. Yes. <laughs> what an accomplishment we have on our hands. Raise the damn banner. We did it. We did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they're talking about championship caliber aspirations, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Get a half a game ahead of Boston. 23 19. We should put a, we should put a uh, banner up for it. Yeah, and we basically also had in there. It's like, yay, you swept Oakland. Okay, good. Congrats. <laughs> like, it's I, I mean, it's one of those things where you can't entirely discredit it because a lot of teams have not managed to do that, and you know, even the worst teams will win games one out of four times, basically. Like even those terrible like 2018 Orioles that lost 114 or whatever right. <laughs> occasionally win, but Hey, Yankees won those games against the bad days. So you get thumbs up for that. Woo. Yeah. It, you do have to like say, Hey, good, good job. You got the job. You, you did what you were supposed to do. You can't like take it for granted, yeah. but it's just not exciting at all. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's how Tampa built up such a good record in April. Because, I mean, they did play some good teams in there for sure, but they also had a lot of games against, like, Tigers, Nationals, and they just took care of business. And that's exactly what the Yankees have to do against these subpar teams if they want to get back in this race for serious. Yeah. And, I mean, overall, they have been playing better. Uh, Maybe the Oakland series, like, woke them up. Even if you want to go back to the series before at the Trop, that was like a two out of three that they lost, but it was one where I think the games were closer than we may have been expecting based on how the Yankees had looked going into it. Yeah, that's fair. And again, they split. We were talking now like the morning after they split the four-game set with the Rays at Yankee Stadium. That was another one where it was a very well-matched series, pretty even, honestly. Yankees could very easily have just won three out of four but uh, we will get into Sunday's frustration soon. But to their credit, those were some really impressive comeback victories on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and it's funny because like the, those are the games where like every like maybe three weeks ago you're just like, oh yep, yep, this is this is gone, this is this is over. There's no even point in even watching this. And now it's just like, oh okay, is it annoying that they had to like give up a lot of runs and then come back or whatever? Yeah, sure. The fact that they were able to gives you a little bit more just optimism for watching. <laughs> no, there were a lot of openings for like a month ago or even just a few weeks ago. 
if they had fallen behind in that situation, be like, okay, well, that's probably the game there because they're just going to roll over. But they showed some hashtag fight. So, and sometimes those situations meant like they gave up two runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that's the game. But no. yep. it, again, it's it's a building on what we talked about last week of getting more adults in the room in that lineup. And now they have Judge back in there. Um, he got two home runs in the comeback on Saturday, nearly got a game-tying one on Sunday. So he's looking to get back into shape. Rizzo is looking like one of the best off-season additions, honestly. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it, and I don't think anyone is like super shocked by what he's doing, but because he's also, he even last year he went on runs like this good where he just became one of the most essential bats of the lineup for a little while there. So it's not absolutely shocking, especially considering how he has such a mastery of homering into right field. So you're just glad to have him around. Yeah, no, I mean, the only thing with Rizzo was just, like, we we knew the bat would play uh, maybe not To this degree, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not to this degree or whatever, but, like, you never thought it was going to be bad or middle, like a middling bat. You know, we thought it was still going to be very good, just this has been great so far. I think the only real concern with him was uh, how his back holds up, and so far, so good. Yep. The 41 games into the season, he's been one of the rocks of the lineup. I still think he may end up having an injured list at some point, but he's stayed healthy at a time when the Yankees needed to have real bats in there. So uh, that's almost half the investment, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you're just looking at it like that. And he is so much more to this team, especially with like how buddy buddy he is with Judge. Yes. That's that, that's why Judge came back and they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They signed Rizzo to get Judge to come back. It was like a successful yes. version of that uh, stupid Yonder when, Alonzo Manny Machado thing that the White We Sox signed his brother-in-law, play. yes. Yeah. Oh, that's our foul. Oh, no. He, he went to San Diego instead because they offered him all the money. I guess I should have done that. Oh, well. Surprise. He actually hates his brother-in-law. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he, is, he finds him kind of annoying at the, at the family gatherings. Hates Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right, but, got some. Got, got a big home run from Anthony Volpe, too. On Sunday, Dan. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he looks a little bit more comfortable uh, <laughs> since moving out of the leadoff spot. But maybe it's just we'll taking a little it, bit uh, pressure, pressure off, off. His back, yeah. especially when the offense was like trying to get stuff going. Maybe that also. Uh, I mean, we don't want to play amateur psychologist here, but like it's it's not hard to envision a scenario where he's like, okay, well, I got to get something going, and it just wasn't happening. But uh, in the spot that he's at right now, it's looking pretty good. I think he's homered now three times in five games, and had he had homered three times in 37 games before then, so that's promising. Yes, uh, we will take that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, our scientific expert opinion. Yeah, even just the last three games against uh, Tampa, like after the opener where he went 0 for 4, but so did like everyone besides Jake Bowers, <laughs> he's got five hits and two uh, two homers in the last three games, so... Something's working for him right now. Yeah. We'll take it. It is what you want. How about that? It is what I want, yes. And he inspired me to create a very dumb uh, photo edit again, and I've named him Anthony Voltix. And, and we're proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Graphic design inspired. is my passion. <laughs> yes, exactly. I spent four to six whole minutes doing this on my phone that day. It was worth it. <laughs> Uh, something else about those comebacks is that they were done in 
two starts that were, you know, if you looked at it on paper, you'd say Yankees should have just won that one because Garrett Cole was pitching one. And even with Nestor Cortez, it's up and down here so far. Nestor Cortez is pitching the second. And now the starter ended up doing that well. But they, again, they worked out of that, pulled off the win anyway. So I think it's reasonable to be, to be a little concerned about Nestor at this point. But again, the comeback tenacity will take it. Yeah. With Cole, I think Boone pulled him before it got too bad, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Yeah. Like it wasn't as bad as when he blew the 6 nothing lead in Tampa uh, last week, but he ended up going five innings, five, five hits, innings, two yeah. runs, two walks, only four strikeouts, yeah, so... two homers. So, but it was definitely like one of those ones where it was a bit of a grind for him to get through five. Nine to five pitches. Yeah, which like is the like, first two innings were were like really, uh, like laborious for him, and then yeah. after that he set, seemed to settle down. But then after that, you just don't want to take your chances. And Boone, I would say, I will say, pushed the right buttons in that game. Michael King just decided to make it interesting that day. <laughs> yeah, and that was an unfortunate series of events, where it's like a a bloop single, and then like another one that like just sort of dunked in, and then Josh Lau hits the home run. That was actually good contact, but. Yeah, that yeah. so it goes. It is what it is, but he's still the king. He still should have yes. pitched on Sunday. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> now let's just get into that now, shall we? I mean, the the decision of the game, yes, yes, Clark Schmidt did not pitch well again either. It wasn't like as hard contact as in his other bad starts, but he still should have pitched better. I he's think been a little he's been a little bit more palatable, but yeah. still not good. I think no, that's what yeah. Clark Schmidt has been in the last like couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's fair to say, like, well, Clark Schmidt should have just pitched better. I will grant you that for sure. Four and two-thirds innings, six hits, seven runs is half not what you want. Uh, I don't think he pitched as bad as that line looks. But, you know, when the choice to relieve him with the bases loaded is Albert Abreu, then, yeah, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, this is, like, we've talked about this continuously. The king of iner- inherited runners, let's mm-hmm. bring him in with bases loaded. What happened, Shaw? It it did not end well. He yeah. gave up a grand slam, and he Albert Abreu the whole thing. Yeah, this the I will read the most Albert Abreu stat. This is from Katie Sharp on Twitter. Albert Abreu has now allowed eleven of sixteen inherited runners to score as a Yankee over the last two seasons. That's sixty nine percent, and the MLB average is thirty three percent. Two things on that. First of all, not nice. No, not at all. Second of all, I genuinely thought eleven. Was way too low of a number. I would have, if you told me he'd allowed 15 this season alone, I would have believed it. <laughs> and 69% also seems low. I, if you could have told me like 85%, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, well. like even, even his line from yesterday looks fine. Two and a third inning pitch, one run allowed, you know, three strikeouts, a walk. Okay. Sure. That's, that's, that's not bad. Good day, Albert. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, yeah, but that, that's you can't Albert Abreu. I understand the bullpen has worked a lot in recent days. And part of that is because of Cole only going five and Nestor getting rocked. Those are the guys who want to last a little bit longer. You didn't get that. And so a lot of your best guys are probably not going to be available. There are some who would have been like two out of like would have been like his third day and four or like his third day in a row. And the Yankees really never do that, especially in May. They could have used uh, King. They could have used Hamilton. Uh, both 
would have only been pitching, I think, the second time in three days or just back-to-back days. They did use Ron Marinaccio later in the game. So these would have all been better choices for a bases-loaded situation in a tie ball game. I know it's the fifth inning, but you cannot count on Albert Abreu to get out of that. If he has to pitch in a game, give him a clean inning. That's Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the only rule with Albert Abreu. Like, I know you're going to use him because you have to and he's there. Those are things I fundamentally disagree with, but I get it. But if you're going to use, bring him in. Do not give him anybody on the base. Yeah, and I know he was facing like the bottom of the Rays lineup, and I agree that he should not ever face the middle of the Rays lineup. But this again, just you can't put him in a bases loaded situation there. That's just asking for trouble. It didn't happen. I mean, obviously this would have been a better outcome, but he's also someone <laughs> who walks a lot of guys and could have walked in the go ahead run. <laughs> so that yeah. had a risk on its own. Instead, you got the worst case scenario. Yeah, like no matter what, it just wasn't going to end well, and everyone knew it. <laughs> yeah, except for Aaron Boone, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So that was just really annoying to see it go like that. Because then they, as we talked about earlier, the Volpe home run did help them try to make a comeback. And Aaron Judge, if his home, if his long drive to center had just gone about uh, five feet further, would have been out of the park. But. Yeah. Whatever. They did benefit from a short porch special earlier in the game from Oswaldo Cabrera. So I can't bemoan that too much. It's just annoying to see it end like that when the Grand Slam was the difference in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, I forgot who was on the mound for Judge in the ninth. I forget his name. But um, uh, Jason his Adam. Re- Jason Adam, thank you. His reaction was just hilarious. Though. He was sure that that ball was gone. Yeah. It should have taken him out. Whatever. So it was still a good Rays series, considering how annoying Rays series generally are. Um, It gives you a lot of optimism for how they will face Toronto this week. That's the big matchup coming up. They have four up at at the uh, Rogers Center with uh, still, I think, TBA starter for tonight. I think it should be Johnny Brito, but... It is interesting that they haven't announced. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it probably is Brito, but hey, who knows? Maybe it's you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Starting. Right-handed yeah. pitcher, Kun Shah. I did not expect yeah. this. Uh, one more thing I'll quickly mention about the Ray series. Um, the first game after uh, Drew Rasmussen threw seven shutout innings and like pitched a gem, he just went on the 60-day IL immediately the next day and... That is the funniest series of events I have yeah. ever experienced. Like, again, just to clarify, I'm not laughing at him for being injured. I'm not in celebrating his injury. I am just laughing at the circumstances that the Yankees just got owned by a dude who had to immediately go on this. Not even a 10-day IL fake stint where we like, know he's, he's going to eventually move to the 60. No, no, no. It's just straight to the 60. This guy is done. He blew up. Yeah. He gave it his all, and the Yankees could not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so you couldn't hit this guy, even though his elbow was in the process of going like... Yeah. Whoops. And kudos to Rasmussen for having your elbow being literally about to fall off and still just throwing seven shutout innings. That's impressive. Seven shutout innings, mind you, on like 76 pitches, I believe. It was brutally Yeah, 76. It was like, 76 pitches, yep. Great job, Yankees. That was the, that was like the one really uncompetitive game for the past week. But yeah, just like okay, yeah, because well. I think after after Marinaccio relieved Armand and he didn't have a great outing, 
Then Boone went to Albert Abreu and Ryan Weber. So you just know he was just throwing in the towel. He's like, yep, no, we're done here. Yeah, Ryan Weber, not exactly uh, doing much. But he, there's a reason why he's the very last guy in the bullpen. <laughs> he's just yeah, unfortunately he's... getting more time now since uh, a lot of the bullpen has been taxed recently and they're playing a whole bunch of games in a row. But Hey, Ryan Weber had a better outing than Albert Abreu did yesterday. Okay, Albert Abreu went two and a third innings, and as he said, only allowed one run. So that's good relief, right? Right? Don't look at the inherited runners. I beg of you, do not look at the inherited runners. <laughs> uh, mercy me. Yeah. I hope Tommy Canley comes back soon. The, the updates on him have been like sort of scarce, but it does seem like he's facing hitters. Maybe we'll start a rehab assignment soon, but eh, we'll see. Who knows? That's like the only reliever who's expected back anytime soon. Because yeah, Elias guys not going to be for a while, and everyone else had Tommy John basically. So. Yeah, there's there's no hope there. Yeah, maybe like eventually, it, you know, fingers crossed. I don't know what to expect at this point, but if Carlos Rodon can ever make it back to this team, then that could theoretically bump Clark Schmidt back into a relief role. Uh, it does seem like, you know, whenever Sevy comes back, that'll bump Brito or whoever's in that number five spot. But Schmidt would just be so much better as a reliever. We, we've seen this over and over again. Yeah, the, the thing with Clark Schmidt is he's just not a he's, he's not a starter. No, and they just don't have anyone better to start right now because that's just how it is. Yep. Oh, well, just checking in with some of these other injury updates. Again, Severino sounds like he, he is rehabbing tomorrow in Somerset, and uh, then he might rejoin the Yankees for Sunday in Cincinnati, which would be his season debut, which would also be at 11.35 in the morning, which is kind of funny. Oh, is that that weird Peacock game or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least he'll, he'll be used to it after he was uh, told, okay, no, you have to go to Scranton for this, like, 11 a.m. start. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to go to Scranton. There's nothing to do. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Someone has will... not been enjoying the Anthracite Museum. I will say I don't hate the idea of an 11.30 start. It's just weird to me because I'm just we're just obviously not used to it. But I kind of like it. I'm always about early early games, early starts. I like it more when it's not the Yankees and I'm just like not doing anything. Else and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's baseball. And so I'll just flip it over there. But I, if it's the Yankees, then I have to do like prop stuff for it. And then it's not fun. <laughs> so Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But one time I, did, I think last year I had it on while I was driving back from a wedding the next day. So I was like, this is an interesting little... uh semi-hangover uh, drive. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yankees baseball at uh, noon in the middle yeah. of the game. Yep, there we go. Yeah. Hopefully we get Sevy back. I've, I have missed Luis Severino, and the Yankees do need, like, more real starters right now. Yeah. Like, they, that... they're still getting better-than-expected performances from Domingo Herman, but you should not have to be counting on him, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Domingo Herman, Johnny Brito, and Clark Schmidt are all three in the rotation and you know there yeah is a problem <laughs> and you're one for three on successful outcomes there basically like yeah schmidt as we talked about just he's just a reliever masquerading as a starter he's been a little bit better recently even with uh sunday but that's not ideal and johnny brito mm, the first two starts were nice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the first couple starts of the season plus the last one in spring training that the mm-hmm. We'll, we'll always have those memories, but... Um, I'm worried for him against Toronto, if he is indeed pitching tonight. <laughs> that is a scary I, matchup. <laughs> I'm genuinely terrified. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. 
Uh, also, I uh, got Oswald Peraza, who got hurt in that weird double injury game <laughs> when he and Harrison Bader both went down in like the same inning. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Peraza sprained his ankle, but he is starting a rehab assignment with Scranton. Uh, homered, actually, in his first game yesterday, so you'll like to see that. It's hard to say if he will definitely be back when that assignment is up. I think that'll be very dependent on what the Yankees bench situation looks like if uh or if someone has franchied their way out of the mix as it were so yeah i just don't even know who's even a possibility for that yeah it's it's tbd yeah so it's one of those things where there's no point in us like guessing because it's it's just gonna be huh (laughs) yeah well it'll, it'll it's one of those things that'll probably just work themselves out in the next week and a half and if he has and if he does end up staying in scranton then it's not like his bat was demanding that he play. So No, I mean, before we knew he was going on the IL, we were talking about him possibly being sent down to Scranton anyway. So, yeah, that wouldn't be a shocking outcome whatsoever. Yeah, because he does need to still be getting at bats, and that was, like, sort of hit and miss up in New York. So, we'll see. Um, what, 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 what other injury updates are there? Carlos Rodon got a cortisone shot, and then... After the uh, he did some like light catch, uh, he played catch and did some light throwing. Uh, he's going to do some more work today before they kind of figure out what they're going to do with him for the rest of the week. Again, still no timetable on him, and I think they're just never going to give one until he's like, "Hey, he's starting tomorrow." But... Or he's doing a rehab assignment now. Yeah. That'll be the main update that I'm really looking for, right? Because that's going to be a long build up for him, considering how early in spring training he had to be shut down. Yeah. Some Giancarlo Stanton news. He actually did some uh, defensive drills, and you know, there's apparently still targeting late May, early June, which is what they initially said when he went on the IL. With his like, they said we should expect him back in six weeks. So, I think May 28th or something like that is would be exactly six weeks. But we'll see. But that was like the first time he's like popped up on like a new update in a while. So I was excited about that. At least just seeing his name there. Yeah, he he's a guy who you can just slot into DH for a little while, just even if he's like not fully ready to play the outfield yet, just because that's you know his main position at this point. With all due respect to his aspirations, but uh, yeah, and he's always seems to have like a little bit of an adjustment period when he gets back from the IL too, just getting a swing in order. So the sooner that can happen, the better. Yeah, I mean he'll probably get like maybe a game or two. I, I would imagine at, in, in some sort of rehab assignment. I would think so. Um, That'd be a fun rehab thing to go to, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Just see see him wear that uniform. (laughs) Yeah. Scranton Rail Riders red legend, Giancarlo Stanton. Yes. Tampa Tarpons legend. (laughs) Yeah. Or, um, uh, what is it? Somerset Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat when uh, Jeter was on that rehab assignment for Trenton and had to wear that ridiculous, like, red, white, blue USA uniform. Yeah. that's what I'm hoping is something absolutely absurd, like some sort of weird minor league day and John Carlos just in that outfit. And then I could go and yell, can I have your shirt? Yeah, like last year when uh, Cano was pl- was trying to make his way back to the Padres uh, or just make his way to the Padres, he was on like the El Paso Chihuahuas and was wearing this like SpongeBob uniform. It's like, yes, I remember that. The weirdest, the weirdest shit. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking um, about Robinson Cano because we don't really want to talk about Josh Donaldson, but he's technically in that update as well. Yes. 
Uh, he's just been uh, ramped up to full baseball activities. They still haven't announced another rehab start for him, but that might be coming soon, and then they're just going to take it from there. It would honestly be a good bit if he got hurt in the first rehab appearance again. <laughs> he's like, oh, it, it, no. Oh, I'm hurt again. And they're like, oh, man. Oh, uh, shucks. We really wanted to see you, Jersh. Jersh Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, that that's about it. Yep. yep. Well, on that, you know, we will take an ad break and we will be right back with the latter half of our podcast. And we're back. So who do we have in our top 12 on BRF this week? Yeah. So shouldn't be surprising, even though his last couple smart starts were unspectacular, but Garrett Cole is still the the top of the class, uh, leading the charge with 2.2 war, baseball reference war. After him, uh, Anthony Rizzo and his very, very good week. I'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, Anthony Rizzo following him up. Ian Hamilton rounding out the top three. Look at which him is go. Just, which is just crazy, though... Him, Aaron Judge, who follows him, Anthony Volpe are in a, basically like a virtual tie with 1.0 war, but like there's probably some like percentage points where Ian Hamilton leads the three of them, then Judge and Volpe. Following him are DJ LeMahieu, Harrison Bader, Wandy Peralta, Michael King, Domingo Roman, Jimmy Cordero, and Glaber Torres rounding out the top 12. I still like Harrison Bader just firmly near the top there with like what at this point maybe ten games? Nine? Twelve. Twelve, okay. Excuse me. He's yes. a veteran of many wars then. Yeah. At least him and like Ian Hamilton or whatever have pushed John Carlos Staten off of the leaderboard who did the who'd just been hanging around because the team was just playing so poorly. Yeah, normally you want John Carlos Staten on the leaderboard considering he hasn't played since like what, like April 13th or something? Yeah, he's he can come back later in the summer if he wants. But for now, yeah, he shouldn't still be around there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I want him on this leaderboard. But, like, the fact that he hadn't played in so long, he technically has played one more game than Harrison Bader. He played 13 <laughs> games so far. <laughs> All right. Wow. That's a, that's a good way of putting it, honestly, because it's like the season started and Stan was hitting and then he was gone. So, yeah. But the Slombio King, Ian Hamilton, third place. He's been great. Honestly, he's like they keep putting him in, they phenomenal. keep escalating his leverage situations, and he's just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna keep him in strikeouts, it'll be fine. Yeah, like the reason I'm not too concerned if like none of the other relievers come back anytime soon is because, like, I know I feel like Cashman will pick up some random reliever during the trade deadline and it'll be it'll work out just swimmingly well, yeah. unless it's like goes the Scott Efros route, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> he was Never good go before he got hurt. <laughs> What is funny is that, like, Sky Defrost is under contract for a while for the Yankees since he was so early in the pre-R process with the Cubs. So he's going to come back after his Tommy John and just be part of this bullpen and be like, oh, yeah, Sky Defrost, right. You you were a thing. And you can still yes. be a thing. <laughs> That's what's going on, Yankee land. Wandy Peralta, also some big ass. He's sort of, like, become this, the de facto closer, almost seems like. Which, which I... Is, yeah, it's been, like, him for the most part. I think that makes sense. I think you know, using Ian Hamilton there when you need him makes sense, but mm-hmm. they haven't named a quote-unquote closer, and they've just been going by like what makes sense and matchups and all that, and I think that's the right way to go. Yeah, and it does seem like Clay Holmes is, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to get back to like the area of comfort that we were with him in like the first half of last year, but he's getting back to a more manageable spot, so we'll take that. 
Yeah, a little bit more palatable. Yeah. You're just not going to fully, fully trust him like you did the first half of last year, probably ever again, but... Nah. But if you can still be, like, a good, steady, <laughs> mid to late reliever, then, yeah, you sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still in the he's still in the top tier of the bullpen options, <laughs> yeah. but just not, like, you know, the first choice. But, hey, if he wants to prove me wrong and go on another run like he did in the first half of last year, go for it. So be it. Exactly. Let's will it into existence. Okay, so let's wrap this show up with the Yankee and Manfred of the Week. Who do you have for Yankee of the Week? Yankee of the Week is Anthony Rizzo. Like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, for, since we last recorded, basically over the Oakland and Tampa and the Rays series, he slashed 444, 500, 815, good for an OPS of 1315. <laughs> he's got three home runs in that span, seven RBI, and he's got a WRC plus of 263. That's good. That is what you want. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Rizzo carrying the team on his very, very weary back. I, <laughs> I, I worry I worry for his back with how much he's carrying this team because he's Don't already push got him too much. But... He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'll take it. <laughs> uh my Yankee of the Week is going to be also, Oswaldo Cabrera, he had yeah. had about as rough a start to the season as you can imagine, and while still like hanging around the bigs, you know, we there were serious questions about maybe he should be demoted to work on his game a little bit more just for the sake of the future. But, you know, partially Yankee situation where they couldn't really afford to demote him without bringing up someone pretty bad probably worked in his favor. But either way, it turned out to be the right move, I think. And they are being rewarded for that because over the past week, he is hitting 316, 381, 632 with a pair of home runs. One of them, yeah, was a short port special. But guess what? Yake Stadium, they all count. So It counts all the same. Yeah. That's the that's the kind of Oswaldo we saw late last year. And if he can even get his numbers back to respectable, then that would be just such a big boost because he was one of the big holes in the lineup in April. And again, this is a guy who's like a switch hitter. So he can get you from both sides when he's at his best. and he's great yeah i mean i think we talked about it before like we probably knew better than to expect him to be as good as he was last year mm-hmm. but i think we were all we were pretty confident in that he wasn't as bad as he had been this, this uh so far this season so to see a good solid week from him has, was a nice pleasant surprise and uh hopefully he you know it's a sign of things to come and he he continues to build off of that yeah so go as waldo go waldo go Go, Waldo, go. I don't All know right. why I sang. I apologize to everybody. Yeah. I think he'd approve of it. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> He's nice enough to not be mean to me about it, yes. <laughs> I just remember that in, in the spring training, like, uh, TikTok videos, and they're talking about, like, the favorite TV shows. I think he was the one who was like, Drake and Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember that video. Like, it started off with such, like, boring answers, and then it got, like, fun towards the end. I was like, I appreciate how y'all did this. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Someone said a new girl. Was it Higgy? I forget who I don't was. remember. I got to go back and watch and figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Essential stuff. Anywho, yes. let's let's uh, finish this. Who's your Manfred of the Week? My Manfred of the Week is going to be Nestor Cortez. Um, yeah, you hate to see it, but I was thinking about him, too. Yeah. yeah, it's just not been, a, not been great. Ever since he basically had that gem against Minnesota. It's been kind of eh. Although he had a couple good starts after that, but after the Texas blow up, then even against Oakland, he didn't really seem 
fantastic. His final line was five innings and two runs, but you know, somebody like Nestor, you expect a little bit more from him against that team. And then, you know, the the game against the, the Rays just most recently, you know, he was cruising for the first couple of innings and then the same thing happened. I don't know if he's getting like fatigued or what's going on, but then he ends up not even finishing five innings with uh, uh, six runs allowed. It's just not great. Yeah, grand slam. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still think Nestor is talented enough that he will be able to sort it out, but it's definitely now something that people are going to be keeping an eye on. And the timing of it is just awful. Obviously yeah. it's never a good time to, you know, go through a bad stretch as a baseball player or, or a rotation member, but he's the number two starter on this team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, Domingo Ramon's been, you know, performing exceeding expectations as so far, at least recently. Uh, but he's due for a blow up game at any point. Mm-hmm. Johnny Burrito, you, we know what he is. Clark Schmidt, again, we need Clark Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need, you need some sort of length from, you know, Cole and Nestor. And obviously Cole hasn't provided that, uh, recently either but Nestor come on man <laughs> yeah uh I am gonna just pick the easy target and save Albert Brea for my man for the week good and it's, you know it's not even you so know, much that no I challenge that I challenge that it's Wait, Aaron you, Boone yeah it's Aaron Boone yeah that's fair well, <laughs> well they can share it <laughs> at, at the end of the day Albert Abreu is a guy that should not be giving up grand slams to Taylor Walls like Taylor Walls is not Randy Rosarena like, yeah, calm down, man. I know he has a he's been hitting really well this year, but I don't believe that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to defend Albert Abreu whatsoever, but like he's doing exactly what I expect of him. That's my issue. Yeah, <laughs> it's just why are we giving him those chances? So, I challenge you and I say it's Aaron Boone. Your Manfred of the week is Aaron Boone. <laughs> I, I have ruled. On wow, this. all right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. My my voice has been taken away from me. My vote no longer counts. Nope. All right. Let's let's get out of here. It's getting pretty silly. Okay. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley, at Podument Park, at Mearns PSA. Who are you picking to win the Stanley Cup? Who do I want or who am I who do who do who are you I picking? Pick? Uh I think it's gonna be the Carolina Hurricanes, but I am all in favor of the Golden Knights or the Kraken. So basically you've named three of the four options yes <laughs> all no, right I so lock I it in do not want the hurricanes to win i'm just saying i think it's gonna be them <laughs> no okay well even still now that you've mentioned all three other three of the other teams lock it in basically that the panthers will win this all and just win eight in a row <laughs> it's time for the rats let's go let's, rats <laughs> let's do it rat party i'm all in on the kraken i think that'd be pretty funny it'd be great so yeah let's go, go kraken but Kraken, I agree Kraken, the Hurricanes are probably the best team that are still playing. <laughs> yeah. Kraken and Golden Knights just know how to have fun, though. Yeah, they do. Sorry to Connor and David for getting eliminated again. but Yeah. You know what you've done. You are Mike Trout, who actually makes the postseason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, have a good week, everyone. Got the Yankees in Toronto, and then they will have the three in Cincinnati. And then, finally, they will rest. And perhaps we will reconvene next week at that point for Podium and Park. So see ya. See ya.